This is Captain Jeff, and on this week's episode of The Real Guy Podcast, we talk about the Millhouse Podcast. I was a featured guest on there a couple of months ago. It was actually the night before the big water quality protest here in Fort Lauderdale. So we'll be talking about water quality. We'll also talk about the state of the mainstream media and what real guys can do to control what they listen to. I hope you guys enjoy this episode of The Real Guy Podcast. Clear the airways. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is The Real Guy Podcast. So big week. It's a huge week. Week started off. I got uh, Governor DeSantis. I see the post on Facebook. He makes a public uh, announcement about legislation they passed. Legislation that directly affects the inshore angler, offshore angler, surfer, fisherman, kayaker, paddleboarder, anybody that loves the beach, the coast, the water, or anybody. And <clears throat> it was a bit, pretty big deal because this guy DeSantis gets into office and he promises a whole bunch of stuff about water quality. He squeaks in the governorship. And then he goes to implement the water quality plans. And um, last year he did a pretty good job. And this year he was pretty excited. I think he said $630 million was going to go towards um, different programs that would support water quality here in, in Florida. And I've been waiting for this kind of news because the news I've been listening to is just the same old crap every day. Which really kind of enlightened me. Not like I didn't know it before, but this just shows it in such a pure form. It's absolutely crazy. Now, after Sanus makes this announcement, and realize the only place I saw the announcement was on Facebook, because people know that, um, you know, I'm a advocate for clean water and been really pissed off about the water quality issues down here in Miami and Fort Lauderdale. And because of that, people, you know, send me all sorts of different bits of information about news. Stuff that the media should be on top of. But I would say most of the pertinent information that I'm getting right now, you know, is not from traditional media. When I mean traditional media, I mean newspapers, which I haven't picked up a newspaper in ages. Now, I have read some newspaper articles that were posted online, but not many. And I'll tell you why is because I feel that newspapers are pretty pathetic. I would say the vast majority of what they call journalists are basically writing about the same old crap that the last guy wrote about. I think it's a little bit different when it comes to sports and entertainment. Pretty much everything else totally blows. So I haven't missed the newspaper, haven't got the newspaper, and the few articles that I have read that are online, I take with a grain of salt, and then they want to charge me. So like I think the Sun Sentinel, during that sewage crisis that we had here, I read, I don't know, maybe 15 articles, or 10 articles, or whatever the number was, probably 10. And after my 10th article that I, re that I read, um... They wanted to charge me. And I started to, you know, go ahead and pay for it. But I'm like, I'm not paying for the Sun Sentinel. Nothing would please me more than 
to see the complete abolishment of the Sun Sentinel. Maybe some of the journalists down there at the Sun Sentinel, I think, are, are pretty damn good. Like, I like Ben Crandall. Um, I don't know. There was this guy, Waters, who wrote about uh, water quality and stuff. I don't know if he's still down there or not, but I liked him. But it's very few and far between. Most of it is just plain old basic bullshit liberal media that I could care less about, and therefore there's no way in the world I was going to subscribe and send my money for a newspaper. The other thing that happened this week, and probably you'll get more news from it than you will from all forms of regular media, and I think if you guys are really interested in shit, you should start doing more podcasting, 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 because you can turn on and off the content that you want to get. And then you can decide for yourself whether or not it's relevant or not, you trust it or not, it's true or not, um, by simply the power of your own clicker, mouse, or whatever the heck you use. Um, because if it's crap, you can simply choose to listen to something else. Unlike TV. Unlike the newspaper. Um, you get what you get, and you're supposed to not get upset. But the Andy Mill podcast, I did a podcast with Andy Mill a couple months ago. We were having the huge sewage spills here. And um, when we put together the big protest, Andy happened to be in town in his house down there in Boca Raton. And he calls me up and uh, wanted to know if I had time to podcast. And I, I really wanted to podcast with him because he's got such a great um, podcast with all the best people on there, including me. But all the best people on their Andy Mill podcast um, people that I really respect and admire are a lot of his guests and he was doing a series so I was dying to go down there and um, do some recordings with Andy but that was the night before the big water quality protest that we had here in Fort Lauderdale and I was going a mile a minute I was trying to recruit and promote the protest trying to raise attention about all the sewage that was spilling into the intercoastal and at that time, um, we actually were getting some, some coverage from the local media. Um, you know, but local media coverage. I mean, you had news coverage, which is like 40-second blurbs on the biggest sewage spill that's ever happened. The biggest one in the most sensitive environment that has ever happened in being South Florida. And the most detrimental to the economy of the country, not just the state. And you would think you would get more than your regular traction on your local news. But now on the local news, you know, you get the 30 seconds of drama that they like to put up. And they did that a little bit. And the newspapers wrote about it a little bit. And now it's not so much of a topic. No one's really talking about it. DeSantis comes up with the big speech the other day about the legislation that he passed. And you know how it is in the big speeches. You can listen to the speech and you can listen to kind of what they passed, but I really would like to know the nitty-gritty of it. I'd like to know what they're going to spend the $600 million on. I'd like to know what um, the fines were before the DEP um, doubled the fines. So I guess now, if somebody like the city of Fort Lauderdale totally screws up in their infrastructure and their sewage system and um, they get fined, it's supposed to be double of what it used to be. The problem is nobody knows what the hell it used to be. And if it's double, who's to say that that is a stiff enough fine? 
And then if you're going to give a fine like that, like, what are you going to use the money for? And these are all questions that real guys have. You know, you kind of want to know. You want to you know the real news between the headlines. Because everything is a headline. It's a big drama show. And we never get the real information. But anyway, I'm really excited to hear the Millhouse podcast this week because I'm the featured guest. And I wanted to hear myself because it was a couple months ago and the state of mind that I was in at the time we did the recording. Because I was really emotionally caught up in the whole situation, the whole protest. I never did a protest like that before. The topic was so emotional for me that I was doing things that I've never done before. So to go to Andy's house that particular night, the night before the protest, and sit down with him and talk to him for an hour and a half, I want to hear it. I want to hear my state of mind when I had that conversation with Andy. So the Millhouse podcast this week, that's a big deal. Also, I talked to Nyla Pipes. Now, Nyla Pipes, we did a podcast with a few months ago. She's an expert on um, water quality. She's an expert on legislation and the sewer and septic situations that we find ourselves here in Florida. See, the infrastructure for the sewage systems are failing in a lot of towns. But also, especially up in the middle of the state, Titusville area, um, all through the middle of the state, houses are still on septic, so they don't have a sewage system in place. So anyway, a lot of this legislation that DeSantis passed and is now budgeted for has to do with getting rid of the old sewage systems, um, infrastructure sewage systems, replacing them with the new latest and greatest up-to-date and also, supposedly, the DEP now is going to pay attention to these sewage systems and be able to have a, a, a direct correlation and stiffer penalties to make these municipalities run a tight ship when it comes to their infrastructure and their sewage system. I learned a lot about infrastructure and sewage systems in the last four or five months. Although I knew that they were leaking for years, and I could see the deterioration of wildlife. I could see the deterioration in the water. I could see everything. But I never really paid attention to what infrastructure and how the sewage system actually works. And to put it in layman's terms, a real guy's terms, basically, a sewage system is kind of like a ship. And you need a captain of the ship to run it. And then the captain has to have an engineer and good mates and good people. And a lot like a ship, a sewage system, an infrastructure sewage system has to be maintained like a ship. It has to be kept ship shape in order to work and to make sure that everybody stays safe and to make sure that the ship can travel across the ocean. Same with, this, same with the sewage system. The way that infrastructure works is constant maintenance. There's a lot of parts and pieces and people that it takes in order to make the sewage system work. This is stuff that I learned in a very short amount of time. This is stuff that, that was brought to my attention. This is my curiosity. This is what I needed to know. Because as I watched the hundreds of millions of gallons of sewage totally destroy our ecosystem down here, 
these questions were going crazy in my mind. So anyway, Nyla Pipes from Florida One, uh, or One Florida Foundation, she's going to be on the show. Also, Terry Gibson from the American Water Security Project. We had Terry on a few months ago. He actually sat down with the mayor of Fort Lauderdale and spoke with him, which we are doing here this week, and we'll keep you up to date on that next week. Um, but Terry Gibson from the American Water Security Project will be on the show. He's going to give us his interpretation on the legislation. He's also going to tell us real guys how we can participate, what we can pay attention for, and how we, as real guys, can actually make a difference. So I'm looking forward for Terry Gibson. And finally, I have a gentleman named Aaron Nevins. Aaron's is a real smart kid. He's really into politics. He's really into process and policy. Now, what we got Aaron on the show for this week is to explain the federal infrastructure budget in bill that are they're trying to pass now or have already passed. I don't know. We'll find out from Evan from uh, ne Aaron Nevins. But Aaron's is an is an expert on this kind of stuff. Me? I'm an expert at catching big fish. I'm an expert at maybe entertaining some people. But I'm not an expert on politics and policy. And supposedly the federal government is getting to Past the biggest infrastructure bill we've ever seen. Aaron's going to break it down for us and let us know what it actually means for the infrastructure and the sewage systems, what it means for the septic systems, and what it means for our water. So I look forward to having Nevins on the show. But one of the things that totally struck me this week, to get back to media, if you want good media, real media, something you can listen to, make sure you tune into the Real Guy podcast and listen to Andy Mills' podcast. Listen to Nyla Pipes on my podcast, Terry Gibson, Aaron Nevins. And you'll get real information, stuff that you actually need to know. Now, as I'm watching the DeSantis speech about all this great legisl legislation that he's passing, of course, the media is there. And when DeSantis got done speaking, he took questions from the media. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, cool. I get to listen to DeSantis explain more about the bills that he just passed, the legislation that he just passed. Because I had questions, you know. Oh, okay, they're going to spend $630 million. How are you spending that? Who's getting the money? Where is it going? What, you know, what, what, what's a priority? You know, questions like this that I expected to hear from the media. So anyway, somebody from the, from, uh, I think it was a TC Palm Coast paper or something like that, asked one pretty decent question about the legislation. And then the very next question was about COVID-19. Now we've been listening about COVID-19 for months now. These reporters and this media has been reporting on it for months and months, saying the same crap over and over and over again. And you would think that these reporters would ask DeSantis some questions about the bill and the legislation that they just passed. And where's the money going and some intelligent questions, ones like you or me would ask. But no, we didn't get that. We got COVID-19 questions, the same old shit. And the media is so 
irresponsible. They could care less what you or I think. They could care less about the water. They could care less about the legislation. They just want to talk about their bought and paid for narratives. Right now it's COVID-19. Soon it will be something else. Before COVID-19, oh, wait a second. I forgot that we had the Black Lives Matter movement going on. And that's obviously takes priority over everything else. So we had COVID in the Black Lives Matter movement. That's what we've had on all media 24-7 for months. And then they want to talk to DeSantis after he just passes supposedly this great legislation. They want to talk about that? Why is that? Why would they want to talk about that? Why do why they want to keep the topic about that? When it's convenient for them, I guess. Maybe it's just less work that these reporters and stuff actually have to do. If you only have to talk about COVID-19, okay, well, job's done. Show up and ask questions about COVID-19. Make comparisons between states and who did great and who didn't do good and try to make somebody look horrible or try to make somebody look great. But it's all about COVID-19. The media blows. It's totally irresponsible. Podcast more, guys. Trust me when I tell you. Find the people that you like. Find the information that you want to hear and listen to more podcasts so you're not a slave to that crap. The red tide issue that happened here a couple years ago is your number one example. To me, I don't care what you're into or what you're not into. When you have hundreds of thousands of tons of sea life washed up on the shore that you have to you have to plow away with heavy machinery and dig giant holes to put it all in and try to expose of it. And there was hardly any coverage. A little bit of coverage in the state. A little bit of coverage in the state where they talk about it here and there, but not much. Almost no coverage on national media. Almost zero coverage on national media. According to national media, they love the earth and they're greenies in... You know, they care about everything. They don't care about nothing except for their narratives. Bought and paid for propaganda. The media is so irresponsible, they don't care about you. They're just trying to manipulate you. And the Red Tide example is a great example. Because that should have been worldwide news. It should have been state news all day and all night. The country should have knew about that. It's Florida for crying out loud. It is the destination in the state of Florida for fish, for wildlife, for the ocean. And then when we have the biggest red tide that we've ever seen, for some reason, we get almost no national coverage on it. I mean, literally, just a few seconds on national news did that red tide get. No follow-ups, no answers, no information, nothing, zero. Now, years ago, there was 
nothing you could do about it except pick your poison but in today's day and age there's things you can do about it podcasts are one of them you know people get down on social media but if if you're smart you don't even have to be smart scratch that you don't even have to be smart if you're willing to put in just a little bit of effort using the internet to check the media that you're actually consuming yeah okay it takes a little bit of effort on your side but that's what it takes nothing good happens without effort anyway guys we got a big week on the real guy podcast we also have a major announcement that we're going to make next week about the real guy podcast thanks for tuning in thanks for being a real guy this is captain jeff with a podcast for real guys by real guys everybody hang in there and run that dog.